Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Talkin' Fox, the show where we talk about Wes Anderson's fantastic film, Fantastic Mr. Fox, one minute at a time. My name is Tyler Boudreau. And I am Condra Boudreau. We're here to talk about minute 69 of Fantastic Mr. Fox. Nice. Which begins with Ash saying, you want to know why? And it ends with Fox saying, what's your name? Spitz? So uh, lots of questions being asked at the beginning and end of this minute. I also have lots of questions about this minute, so I just think it's a lots <laughs> of questions minute. Well, that that's that's good. It's good that we have something to have a conversation about. Otherwise, this wouldn't be a very interesting podcast. Who says it is anyways? Uh, fair enough. Where, where do you want to start? I want to start with Because I'm Little with such contempt. Mm-hmm. I love this line. I've always loved this line. It reminds me, when I was watching it today before we recorded, it reminded me like very strongly of the uh, She May Be Little But She Is Fierce line from Sha- like um, Midsummer's Night Dream, the Shakespeare play. Yeah, I, I don't remember where that line is. Um, it's describing the shorter one of the two girls, the one that everyone wants. I can't remember their names. I don't love Midsummer's Night Dream. <laughs> it's like, it's fine. It's a fine play. I like the puck stuff. I like the bottom stuff. I don't, the, see, that's where I don't like the bottom stuff. I like, I think the. You don't like the rude mechanicals? No. I like the rude mechanicals. Think, they speak in prose. It's funny. I think the um, love triangle story nonsense is hilarious. Like, I think that's the stronger funny part of the play. So that's why like, yeah. I like that bit better. I think between that one and um, Much Ado About Nothing, like those couple female characters, all four of them are so funny and they're so so well written and so strong that I, I really like all four of them. I, it's really bothering me. One's Hippolyte is the fairy queen. They both yeah. begin with an H, but it's... Hermia and... Yeah. Her- Helena? H- Helena and Hermia, I think, is and Midsummer Night's Dream. I think... Helena's the shorter one of the two. I don't know. Helena's the cool one. Hermia's the pretty one. So then Hermia's the short one. If I'm correct. Why are we Why are we talking about this? Um, Because <laughs> Ash may be little, but he is fierce. And I think that line is completely appropriate for him because he, it, it, it like encapsulate his, his spirit in this scene because he's always been like, docked for being too small and too young and like not athletic enough but when it matters he's like i'm gonna scale down on some shoelaces and save my cousin so it's i think it's applicable to him oh for sure i like he said well before he says because i'm little he says to kylie you want to know why and kylie's like um why like for ash this is like this this like big action hero moment and for kylie it's just like what do you why 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 is this such a big deal? And I think that is also hum- a humorous part of it. Absolutely. It's Ash finding himself and I'm really excited that he's finally like doing good and like kicking butt. I really want to know where they got yes, the shoelaces from, but that's another question I have. Yeah, I mean, they're not the shoelaces that were on Kylie's feet, were they? Or presumably they just brought they brought shoelaces with with them in I can't believe I'm I'm going to reference this movie. Like in the Boondock Saints, how they just have rope with them. And one of the brothers makes fun of the other brother for bringing rope. That makes sense. But they have a, they brought four, like at least four shoelaces, which seems like a lot. I also liked how Ash said little uh, because because when he says it, he says, because I'm little. He like goes really hard on the little. It's the- and it, it, it's funny that like 
he's really he's really leaning into that that one line it reminds me of a i was recently in the orchestra of a production of west side story and there's a line uh where the uh the lieutenant of the police uh says i know it's a free country and i don't have the right but it's a country with laws and every time the actor would say it's a country with laws i would just really i would laugh really hard not like audibly obviously but it would crack me up yeah, it, I think that contempt power Ash finding himself is very much hinging on that word. He hates being little. I don't know if it's contempt. You know what it reminds me of? No, he's like he's like angry about being small and being like mistreated for being small. So you know what it reminds me of? But you won't get this reference, but maybe some of our audience will. Um, in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, every time Ed... Why is Ed... It's Ed... Yeah, it's Ed and Elephants. Um, Ed is called short. It's Hermia. No. Um, <laughs> every time he's We're just called- all over the place with our allusions today. Oh, yeah. Shakespeare, anime. Oh, yeah. West Side Story. You know, this is what people sign up for is whatever the heck comes up to our brains. Um, but every time he gets called little or small or short, he like freaks out and it does that funny anim- anime um, like angry animation yeah yeah, um, yeah 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 so similarly to those um that show too um but i think ash handles being called little better because he uses it to his advantage and finds ways to be the best in the situation by being the smallest yeah i don't know if he's angry about it what i, I think he's just in this kind of moment of like oh i'm a cool action hero with my cape flowing like he just he's just trying to be really cool and saying it cool adds to that so they get the shoelaces and ash starts climbing down i really enjoy this little interaction between ash and christopherson not to move along if if you still had more to say about the little thing but i figured we've talked about it for a while no no i'm good okay um i really like this interaction between christopherson and ash here mostly because christopherson is brutally honest and it's just like (laughs) <laughs> I have mixed feelings about you saving me, Ash. I don't know where we stand right now. And I think that's like, <laughs> it's real. Like, Chris Alverson's been by himself for who knows how long at this point. And we don't know what he's been thinking this whole time. We've just seen him ask for water. And now he's being confronted with the person that he was last with before he was kidnapped. They've also been fighting on and off, and they really haven't resolved much. I mean, the whole Ash being rude to Agnes thing is still kind of looming over. Like, they didn't really talk about that, and Christopherson doesn't know if Ash ever apologized to Agnes. There's a lot here. This is the sort of moment that Wes Anderson is fascinated with in all of his films, though. A moment where, like, two characters, like, a lot of times one character has been, like, rude to the other character or bullied the other character or done something bad to the other character. And it's these moments of not reconciliation, but like it's, it's how they earn reconciliation, which is where they like, they come to help them in their moment of need. And there's like, at at first there's kind of like a, a brutal honesty that has to happen. Just like, look, I know blah, 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 but I'm here to help you now. Uh, It happens in moonrise kingdom where all the other troopers come to help the, uh, his, his last name is Tchaikovsky. Uh, I don't remember his first name. The, all the all the other like Boy Scouts come to help the main the main character, even though they had excluded him before. Uh, 
I mean, this is the kind of thing Wes Anderson is obsessed with. It's people in conflict who 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 need each other, who rely on each other. It's it's Max Fisher and Bill Murray and Rushmore. It's it's Max Fisher and Margaret Yang and Rushmore. Like it's it's this whole thing where they essentially yeah we all know that Wes Anderson loves his uh jerk male leads and then making those jerk male leads come out heroic in the end and here we have it again with Ash like yep he was pissy the whole movie but now he's getting redemption because he's nice he realizes that he he can use his the thing he was angry about this whole time to do good apparently which is not to say it's not earned because it is earned in the movie it's just the kind of the thing that Wes Anderson does a lot yeah and I think maybe that repetition of story is why I, other than this movie, I'm not a huge Wes Anderson person. I think it works for me because they're animals and like children and it's a little different, but like in the terms of like Rushmore and stuff, I don't, it's not a story that resonates with me and like it's not something I'm like actively seeking out is like moody white guy being moody and a (laughs) jerk and then he somehow redeems himself like that's not a story I'm, I'm i'm seeking all the time so well a lot of the times they're social outcasts yeah they're social outcasts and they're they're jerks it's a question are they are they jerks because they're social outcasts or are they social outcasts because they're jerks but usually they have some sort of quality to them that makes them that makes them valuable to society they bring people together in some way that is helpful but is it like I don't know. I haven't seen very many of Wes Anderson's either, but like they just don't. It doesn't feel to me that I need six movies with essentially the same character types all done in the same style, just in a different setting. Like they're all so similar. (laughs) Like the only difference is like, oh, this one's in a submarine. This one's at a high school. This one's in a hotel. This one's. Well, that's well. The crazy thing, the crazy thing is though that they're using similar tropes, but the 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 stories are often so vastly different. Are they? And like the character relations. I mean, when you boil it down, it's often like a, a similar internal conflict that's at the center of everything. But you could say that about every movie. It's the same thing. Every Star Wars movie is about good versus evil. If you come down to it like that i know like he's i know i know what i know what's going on we've had this discussion before it just it's one of those things that what if it was a female lead like hear me out a person of color oh yeah no totally totally just uh, telling diverse stories like everyone has similar experiences like human emotion is relatively universally shared and people experience the world in many ways but all with similar emotions so why not like utilize that and i think it's like comic timing and stuff is really good so it's kind of frustrating sometimes when i'm like yo if you just like had a female lead or like but i then i'd be nervous about him doing a female lead just because like would it be super like misogynistic or like actually female empowering but like that's a different thing I will say in in his last few movies, he has been doing like pairs or like associations. There's always like the white guy at the center. But like in Moonrise Kingdom, there's also the, the, the white girl at the center. 
in Grand Budapest Hotel, we get Tony Revolori in his brilliant role as Zero. And he's he's the emotional center of the movie. And Ray Fiennes is kind of like the well, the guy that should be the kind of conflicted white guy protagonist. But it, the way it turns out is that Zero is the interesting character in the movie. And so... <laughs> That's that's the weird thing is he he's able to make these strong female strong POC characters, but he just doesn't put them at the center often, which is the the frustrating thing. So Christopherson uh, <laughs> decides to somewhat accept that this is the situation that they've that he's been put in, and Ash sees that and asks for a karate lesson. Wait, this is the question I have. Why does Ash, looking at this lock, think, hmm, you know what the way to solve this is? Karate. I will chop this lock off with my hand. I Yeah, I had that question too, TBH. And like, he's like, can I have a quick karate lesson? And then Christopherson's like, stand like this on the balls of your feet. You weigh less than a slice of bread. And I'm like, how? I mean, that's pretty dope. How does this have anything to do with anything they're doing right now? How is this helpful? Like, if there's no urgency here, and does Ash actually weigh less than a slice of bread? Um, no, he doesn't. He's a he's a fox. He does not weigh less than a slice of bread. I I like what uh, what Christopherson says. We're like, we're gonna be talking about the basics of running, flipping, and landing. <laughs> like, really, we're gonna have him do flips right now? <laughs> That's not intro to karate. It's also not. Oh, this is gonna help me get out of this apple crate. I mean, I think another part of it is that uh, Ash never explicitly states what he's trying to do to Christopherson. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna do some karate, and Christopherson's like, okay, here's something. But, like, presumably Christopherson is smart enough to be like, oh, yeah, he's going to use karate to get me out of here somehow. Because presumably Christopherson Christopherson doesn't know how he's locked inside the crate or how he's stuck inside. Like, I'm sure he knows he's locked inside, but his hands are also tied up and he's blindfolded. So, like, it's not like he's been staring at that lock. Yeah. He doesn't really say anything else interesting, does he? He's just kind of like, you weigh less than a slice of bread and then. Yeah. Yeah, that's really it. But like the relevancy is so funny. Like is it is it not? <laughs> is this is, is this a quick karate lesson in reality? Probably not. <laughs> uh we're also cross-cutting with Fox trying to s- soothe Spitz. Uh he's holding this squeak toy and walking towards him. I like this camera angle. Yeah, of like the the POV shot. It's kind shot. of a first person yeah. point of view where you can see Fox holding the chew toy, and you can see Spitz in the foreground, background, foreground, something like that. Foreground, mid. That actually might be a midground, but he's just walking towards him slowly and saying, "Like, you're you're a you're a good boy. You're lonely, maybe, but you're you're just a sweet boy." And like, honestly, that's how all dogs should be described. All dogs are good boys. Um, <laughs> um, I will say that Spitz is pretty cute. Like his eyes. He's just kind of like looking there. He's like, he looks pretty excited. Like, he looks pretty happy. I, I'd pet Spitz if he wasn't rabid. I mean, I wonder too, the last time Spitz was actually shown any physical affection, and maybe he's just like super jazzed about, like, oh my God, someone's coming to see me and like approach me and like I can feel love. I mean, I don't think we know what happens, and I don't think that's the case. No. But I'm just saying, I want to. Yeah. 
there's definitely an appearance of Spitz almost looking like he is a playful, friendly dog. Oh, yeah, and that's part of the humor of it. But it's like that whole, I, sorry. No, I was, I'm like out of, I'm running out of things. So oh. you can keep going. Oh, it just like, it's that, that like he asks him, your name's Spitz, right? Like that, he's not going to answer. I mean, you do, you do that to lots of things. Like, I don't know. That's just something people do. They say like, I've got to go to the store today. Right. And you just kind of say it to yourself. I mean, I talk to myself all the time, but like that's because oh, I don't I know. have any friends, and I live by myself. Basically, I'm fine. Um, but <laughs> it's fine. We're all fine. It's all good. Uh, no, but like I guess it's that idea of like asking a dog who's a good boy to get them excited. Who's a good boy? Um, but he's doing it with a rabbit dog and a squeaky toy, and a rabbit dog rabid oh rabid and he's at risk of being bitten and dying from rabies and definitely rabies and definitely like a threat to this dog if i can say like one last thing about the minute as a whole i think uh when ash and kylie are on the rooftop and when ash is climbing down the string uh it's some really cool shadows in the background if you if you look at the animation of the shadows that's that's really cool. I guess that's not something you really have to animate. You just need to keep a constant light source. And then wherever the, the figure is, the shadow will automatically be done. But the idea that, like, you can have realistic-looking shadows in a in an animated film like this, like, that's cool. Like, it seems like real daylight Yeah. when, you're, when we're watching this. Definitely. No, I, I think the lighting is a really strong mm-hmm. element to this movie. And overall, like... And you can tell, it, you can tell it's, like, sunset or whatever, too. Mm-hmm. Even though I think it was 10 a.m. when they got on the motorcycle. So I don't know what time of day it is. Who knows how long it took them to drive to Bean Annex. They did have a little motorcycle. Like, it's not like it's a big thing that's got, like, a lot of power. <laughs> Although it was driving as yeah, fast as a helicopter true. was flying. I still have lots of questions. Different. Yeah. <laughs> um, any, any other questions before we wrap up? Did you, as you were watching this minute, think Duel of the Fates? Because I did. No, I didn't. What are you referring to? Like the multiple actions going on all at the same time and you have this like quick cuts and you're kind of like left oh, just, to just to the imagine. cross cutting. Yeah. I mean, no, because cross cutting is it's it's common enough in film. I think it's it works pretty well in this movie because or in this moment, because we're ha- we have two scenes that are built are, are building up tension right now and uh, are about to come to fruition there wasn't a lot for us to talk about in this minute because it was mostly just building up tension so no i didn't think of duel of the fates maybe i just thought of it because tomorrow's star wars day whoa spoilers oh also uh rest in peace peter mayhew yeah great human great actor yeah i just yeah and the the amount of the amount of love that can be felt by like that well that can be sensed through the the chewbacca gear you can you can feel how much Peter Mayhew is and was loved by Star Wars fans. It just permeates through the air, and I think that was is it, it was sweet. Yeah, it it's tragic that he's gone. Yeah. All right. Well, that will wrap up minute sixty nine. Nice. Next time will be minute seventy with more things. Action. Maybe maybe, maybe some tension will be broken. We've been building tension. Uh, <laughs> 
or maybe tension will continue I, to I, rise. Who knows? <laughs> I don't. I haven't seen the next I'm a minute big fan yet. Of, I'm a big fan of like you know in the the uh, Captain Underpants book covers where it's like action laughs, but laughs is spelled A L F F S L A F F. Yeah, L L A F F S. And it's like T M too. Laughs T M, and I'm like, what? Did you TM it from Laffy Taffy? I I just like like DVD covers that are like action packed or like oh what's what's the there's there's another good phrase for it thrill like a thrilling adventure or like a th- like a thrill a minute or something oh, like that oh yeah 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 action yeah or just action exclamation point thrills exclamation point excitement okay yeah this <laughs> yes precisely that's what this show is uh, as we ramble on uh you can follow us on twitter at amateur nerds or me personally at tyler booty that's at t-y-l-e-r-b-o-u-d-y you can email us at amateur nerds present at gmail.com rate review subscribe apple podcast google play stitcher spotify podcasting sites yes presumably you know how to listen to this show if you are listening to it you're doing a great job are- and we love you for this <laughs> Yes, exactly. And yeah, join us next time for Minute 70. I've been Tyler Boudreaux. I've been Condra. And we hope you have a fantastic day. Fantastic.